Hey you, welcome to Taylor Shapers of Influence podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and things that, well, influence us. We'll dissect the integrated worlds of marketing, pop culture, and everything in between, from fashion to sports to entertainment. We're not only creating conversations, we're leading them too. Join us. Hello again. Welcome to this edition of Shapers of Influence podcast. I am Anaris Rebrecht. This is our Holiday Kindness edition, where we will be talking about what our colleagues do for the holidays. Today we are joined by Holden Hill, Ebony Baker, Dana Smith, and David Finn. Let's get started. David, do you have any plans to celebrate the holidays during COVID? Absolutely. So even though the, the virus is still out there and we all have to be careful and vigilant, uh, it's going to be more close to normal this year than it was last year. So in 2021, certainly looking forward to resuming some traditions with family and friends, including spending the, I, I celebrate Christmas. So, so um, spending Christmas Eve and Christmas day with, with my parents and, and my wife and, and uh, my in-laws as well. Um, but back in the mix this year is a dinner we have every year with my high school friends. Uh, and we'll be, we doing that a couple of days before Christmas. So being able to get back in person with the likes of, of those types of friends and other extended family, certainly part of my plans for Christmas and the holidays this year. This one is for you, Holden. What are some of your holiday traditions and how have they changed during COVID? Well, some of my holiday traditions generally, um, I get together with, or my family gets together on Christmas Eve um, and we all hang out, eat good food, um, play games uh, all together. My my stepsisters and my sister and my parents and my grandparents and aunt and uncle, we all traditionally come together um, and, and do all sorts of fun things on Christmas Eve. And last year, unfortunately, was, was a little uh, untraditional, as I imagine a lot of people's Christmases and holidays were. Um, so we couldn't, we weren't able to have the full family, the full um, group of people that we typically do join us. Um, but this year, um, the plan is for everyone to be able to get together again and, and resume that tradition that, that we've carried on for such a long time. So I am look really looking forward to recreating that, that tradition after taking a year off last year. Ebony, how is this holiday season different for you from last year? Well, last year, um, it was a bit altered simply because although it's just three of us, <laughs> um, we were coming in from different places. So we did have on masks um, and we tried to do our best to social distance, but uh, we also made sure to uh, get tested as well. But, you know, just being extra precautious. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it was really, a, it was a change. You know, usually we are constantly in each other's faces um, but we weren't able to be as close as we would have liked. So um, definitely looking forward to um, hugging all over my sister since I currently am at my mom's house helping her out. What about you, Dana? Um, it is really different um, because of COVID. A lot of, I had a, a 
about four or five family members pass away from COVID that usually spend Christmas with us and every holiday. So for my mom's brother, who's no longer here and like my mom's stepmom and some of her cousins, um, it's going to be very different because last year was the first year that we couldn't get together. And then um, this year we actually can get together. So it's going to be nice to see everyone else because my parents are from Trinidad. So we don't really have a lot of family here. So the one, the family that we do have here, we try to all meet up for the holidays. Dana, what are things you have done for others during COVID and why? That's a good question. I stepped up my mentoring for high school kids, especially because for me, I've noticed that it was really hard for high school kids going to college because they weren't able to like do campus visits and all of the college tours that previous years were allowed to do. So for me, I just made myself extremely available for the high school kids that I mentor and just try to make sure I connect with them more often than I normally do so that they feel comfortable and ready to go off to school. How about you, Ebony? So my mother and I actually like to put together um, care packages for homeless and we go out to downtown Atlanta and we hand them out. Um, it's just something that we enjoy doing, especially around this time um, in the colder seasons, of course, making sure they have socks, hand sanitizer, um, really anything that we can put together to assist in them just getting through this, this cold season. That's really nice of you, Ebony. How about you, Holden? Um, well, thinking back, um, you know, to the spring of 2020, um, when it was really seemed like the, the peak of the pandemic, at least in my experience, you know, where there was a quarantine and I was not going out, um, and, and socializing and doing the types of activities that I would typically have done, um, outside of quarantine. So, I was able to save a, a little extra money and I did some research and, and found some organizations that, um, you know, that, that were compelling to me and that I, that, uh, whose missions resonated with me. And I, I did my best to contribute, you know, to, to some different organizations that were servicing people in need, um, during, during that time. I think, um, from my perspective, my situation, I was, certainly pretty lucky um, during that time um, in that I had a stable job. Um, you know, I had income that I could count on. I had the ability to safely quarantine. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of that stuff, you know, just generally is taken for granted. And we saw during COVID that's there is a large faction of people that live in this country and across the world who don't weren't necessarily able to count on those things. So um, fortunately, there were a lot of organizations that um, dedicated time and resources to providing for people who, who were in need. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to be able to contribute um, some financial um, donations to, um, to those organizations that, that, uh, that went toward people who were less fortunate and, and certainly um, I would like to think, you know, that money, 
that I was able to donate went toward people that were really able to use it. That's great, Holland. What about you, David? So yeah, the past year plus, I think all of us have been called to to think about how we can how we can lend a hand, whether it's the person next to you or in a bigger sense to to, to larger causes. And you know, in addition to organizations that have helped frontline workers and those experiencing homelessness or um, or food insecurity, uh, we've we've also supported organizations that have been on the front lines of fighting for social justice in many ways. So whether it's direct relief on the, the, the COVID relief side or color of change on the, on the social justice side, I've certainly tried to find ways to, to utilize um, financial resources to, to support worthy causes, you know, more human to human. I've also tried to, to think about creative ways to support, small businesses in my community. I live in Hoboken, New Jersey, just outside the city and also frontline workers in, in Hoboken. So there was, there was a, a time when, you know, friends of ours and, 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 and we got together to order food for all the nurses and doctors and staff at the hospital nearby. And we ordered from various restaurants in town. So we were helping out those who were doing the essential work of, of keeping people safe and trying to save lives while also supporting small businesses and restaurants that maybe otherwise wouldn't have been getting that business. So, you know, we tried to order out more often. We tried to just support as much as we possibly could um, in that sense. And then beyond anything involving businesses or frontline workers or anything like that, just making sure that we reached out to family members or friends more frequently, especially those we, we knew might be feeling a little isolated or lonely, just making a conscious effort to try and pass along random acts of, of kindness in that way has been part of our focus as well here for the, for the last year plus. And I think not, not, not unique in that sense. I've seen extraordinary things that people have done to help others across this time. And there's so many amazing people out there. And I hope that we can all just continue with that attitude, regardless of whether there's a pandemic going on. I agree with you on that, David. What is the best part about the holidays for you, David? Best part about the holidays is that at once it's a time of both reflection and anticipation. I love that. You can kind of look back and look forward at the same time. You know, on the one hand, it's the end of, an, of another year. It's a time to think back on what this year was for you and your friends and family and what you were able to accomplish, what challenges you were able to overcome, what challenges still remain, what you're thankful for the fun that you had, the relationships that you deepened or started or, or built. So looking back is certainly valuable at this time of year around the holidays, but also the anticipation that comes with waiting for the holidays, no matter which one you celebrate. For me, it's Christmas. So waiting for Christmas and the concept of, of an advent calendar where each day there's some level of, of anticipation for what's to come. And so I think the anticipation of the holidays, but also the anticipation of, of a new year ahead is also a super super great part of of this time of year and you know thinking about all the fun that's gonna be had by all of us here in december and and then what goals to set for 2022 so looking back and looking forward it's the best part of the holidays what is the best part about the holidays for you holden the best part about the holidays i think is just um spending time with people that you love um doing things that, that you love to do. Um, you know, I think that 
if if COVID taught us anything, I think that it is the relationships in our lives um, are are what are really important because those are are what's gonna be able to to last through anything. You know, a job maybe temporary or um, certain parts of your life, your location um, may be temporary, but the people that you really care about and, and whose relationships uh, that you that you cherish, I think that's that's something that is really important to be able to, to celebrate and enjoy during the holidays. And then secondly, I think one of the things that I enjoy is, is really just unplugging um, toward the end of the year, reflecting on all that 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 I was able to accomplish and, and went through over the course of, of the year. Um, and just taking that time to, to really sit with that and, and think about it and just be thankful for all that, that I was able to live through, through another year. And then of course, thinking about the year to come and, um, what, what my goals are and, and what I want to accomplish in, in the following year. How about you, Ebony? What is the best part about the holidays for you? Aside from my family, the food, I am a huge foodie. I love all the holiday favorites. So I am very excited to dive in to literally anything that I can get my hands on. Uh, we started the tradition of having a seafood boil, which is one of my favorite things. Um, I love seafood, crab legs, lobster, shrimp, scallops, <laughs> you name it. Um, <laughs> I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, honestly. And I am very excited to crack open a crab leg. You made me hungry too, Ebony. I love seafood. What about you, Dana? What is the best part about the holidays for you? Okay, so the best part of the holidays for me is the food. I'll tell you why. Because my family, like Trinidadians, they make certain food for the holidays. So you only get it for Christmas time. Like, no other time of the year. So my mom makes like fruitcake and we only get it for Christmas. Like literally the only time we'll get it is Christmas time. And then we have something else. It's called pastels. So some other, it's a, um, it is kind of like a pastelito or like an empanada, um, pasteles. So my mom only makes it for Christmas, which yeah, so I just can't wait for the food. So it's things like that where there's certain dishes that I can only get once a year. And that's why I love, I love the holidays. You guys are killing me with the food. I love holiday foods too. Thank you, everyone. That was fun. I hope you enjoyed this holiday kindness edition of Shapers of Influence podcast. Thank you for joining us. Share this podcast with your friends and feel free to contact me to learn more about the holidays at Terra Strategy. Thank you and see you next time. Well, that wraps up this episode of Taylor's Shapers of Influence. To learn more about what we do at Taylor, you can find us at taylorstrategy.com. Looking for more episodes of the podcast? Find us wherever you stream stuff. We're on iTunes and other major streaming platforms. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Taylor Strategy. Thanks for stopping by and tuning in. Peace.